Hello, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, Rachel McElroy. My name is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Nice to meet you. Nice to treat you with another <laughs> episode of our podcast called Wonderful is the name of it. And it's a show we do every week. And we go, I like to think, pretty freaking hard during the Maximum yeah. Fun Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we go pretty hard in the paint, I would say, every episode. We leave it all out there. When we finish, we are dripping with sweat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We've got Parched. water bottles and towels right next to us. And we have trainers that spray us with the bottles in our, we like yeah. open our mouths like, ah, and they spray it in our and mouths. And they say things like, happier, more joyous. Yeah, watch, watch <laughs> those plosives. And um, we could not afford those trainers because they're very expensive without the support we receive during the Max Fun Drive, which there's like two days left in for this year's thing. So you are officially out of time if you have been thinking about supporting our show and the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network, which you can do by going to MaximumFun.org slash join, choosing the support level that works with you, that fits into your life and your budget. Uh, you can check out all the, the sweet gifts that you get for uh, joining at those different levels and uh, just think about how much you are helping us out and how you are supporting the uh, the the work that you, I'm assuming, enjoy because you're listening to it right now. That was really well done. Thank you. It felt a little dispassionate, so let me try again. <laughs> we uh we we really do rely on your support. It's it has allowed us to sort of have the 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 lives and career that that we have now, and making this show is a genuine delight. And we know that it means uh, a, a lot to a lot of people who listen to it. And so if you are one of those people and you have the means and you have never uh, supported the Max Fun Network or supported our shows during the drive, please think about doing it because it it is huge for us. It, it means everything to us. And also uh, you get cool stuff. Like at $5 a month, you get all this bonus content. I think it's over 350 hours of bonus content. And yeah. there's so much. This year we talked to Rachel and I watched a couple episodes of Dharma and Greg and talked about it. And it was a fun. It was a fun experience. <laughs> I think really for was. everyone, it really was. A lot of you know us um, from our early days of talking about television. Yes, uh, which is something that Griffin and I spend a lot of time doing on our own. Yeah, just, you know, in the evening time. Yeah, and so it was fun to to expose the out, world to that. Yeah, and break out the old chops. And especially for a completely unproblematic show like Dharma. <laughs> And her good beau, Greg. Yeah. Oh, MaximumFun.org slash join is the link. We're going to talk a little bit more about it as we go on through this episode. But again, this is the last week for the Max Fun Drive. So if, if it's something you have been thinking about, please consider supporting us at MaximumFun.org slash join. Small Wendy's? I'm going to say like uh, chill airplane seat neighbors. Oh, yeah. We are now of the community of parents that fly with children, and it takes a village on an airplane. It takes a village <laughs> to at least, like, not be shitheads about it. Yeah. We definitely had our first, like, we were not seated together, which we kind of have to be to make it through this thing. Because Gus is at an age where he just wants to party all the time. And Henry more, is chill. We could put Henry's Henry chill. anywhere could, on the plane now. He, he, could, he could be is, co-piloting the yeah. thing. He, he's, he does not care. <laughs> sit in an exit row i'm just gonna say it wow yeah i think he could save huge response he could save a plane i think he could save a plane you know that's not what they do in the exit row right <laughs> i know but I know they're not they're... like i'm gonna exit the plane and fix up whatever's happening out there <laughs> um there was one dude who like i was like i'm so sorry would you mind scooting up a, a, a row 
we he was trading an aisle seat for a window seat, which in in my mind is a pretty equivalent exchange, right? Yeah, although you're not on the aisle anymore, are you? <laughs> no, but you're not in the middle, are you? That's true. It wasn't like I was asking this dude, and he gave me the most vicious it was difficult to tell because you know how older men like to do this like oh i'm surly but kind of in a winky way i wanted to interpret his surliness as winky but he did not give us a face that suggested that's what was no happening. it's 2022 <laughs> like you can't faux sir everyone's surly you can't be fake surly yeah. you're just surly anyway that's not wonderful. What anyway, wonderful he d- is- he did switch and yeah. he became fast friends with our our front seat neighbor. Yeah, um, but I who look- looked at me and said, "Got to keep the family together." Man. <laughs> he said, "You got to keep the family together, man. You made the right call." And I was like, <laughs> "I I didn't need confirmation on that, but I appreciate it." Well, his his comments suggested like a larger, you know, like psychological belief that I felt like, well, we're just, I mean, we're on a plane. We're on an airplane now. <laughs> but wow, that is that is special. Yeah. No, I was speaking more towards the people who were super chill when we thought maybe there's too much light. Let's ask these people around us to close their window shades. That'll make then, our baby sleep. Then clearly that did not work. No, but they were still um, very but, nice about it. But they were it. very nice about it. What's, what's, uh, what's Dairy your Queen Blizzard. Okay. When we were in uh, Huntington for the for uh, my nani's ninetieth birthday, and Griffin's and, very good commencement speech, and my commencement speech. Thank you, honey. Uh, which I think is still on. I think it's I think available. You can still find the stream of the twenty twenty two commencement for Marshall if that's something that you all want to seek out. Uh, and we were just like me and Justin drove the kids to Dairy Queen to get blizzards like the first day we got there, and I have not had a blizzard in. 25 year it's been a super duper yeah, duper long time uh-huh. and i got a, like a a cheesecake one henry wow. and the rest of the kids got a cotton candy one and they were both scrum diddly umptious for me oreo all the way yeah i mean i could create that at home you know what i mean but i'm not gonna get a cheesecake and chop it up and then put it into a ice okay. cream treat okay um but I do enjoy I do enjoy an Oreo. They had I think like a mud mudslide one with the with gummy worms and Oreo. Oh. Yeah, that's not like. There's a lot of things that when they reach cold temperatures, they become unple- unpleasantly toothsome. <laughs> Who goes first this week? I did not. I'm usually pretty oh, good about looking it I up, but check I did not. Either. Entirely dependent upon it is me. Okay, <laughs> what do you got? Um. I, so in honor of the Max Fun Drive, I always feel this like dedication to our listeners and and figuring out kind of what is going to be the content that's going to feel special. Okay. Uh, And I decided to go to a a piece of property that our show is dependent on, as you just witnessed, which is Small Wonder, the television show. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I will say we're not dependent on it, but when we talk about Small Wonders, at the beginning of the show, we are referencing... The original television I, show. I remember called the Small Wonder. The first time we did that bit, we called it something else, like Little Wonder. <laughs> and then, like somebody in the Facebook group was like, "Y'all realize you missed a trick here in a pretty major way, right?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, there was a TV show called Small Wonder." Yeah. So I, I actually really did like this. I mean, I never watched it once in my life. Oh really? It's one of those many things like Turbo Teen that we reference, or Dharma and Greg that we reference all the time that I am not actually that familiar. Wait, you with. haven't seen Turbo Teen? No, I've never seen Turbo Teen in my life. Wow. I just know it's about a teen that when he eats spicy food, he turns into a car. That's fucking funny. Yeah. 
There is nothing not funny about that. So Small Wonder was of this time period, and I wanted to list some of the other shows to kind of give an example. But Small Wonder, 1985 to 1989, was a show about a secret robot who was made to look like a human girl. All I remember is I've seen the intro sequence to the show. Yeah. And there's a part where her face opens up and it reveals the robot face underneath. And I remember thinking, that's just about the scariest thing (laughs) I ever did see. Yeah, I debated whether or not we needed to include the song uh, as part of the episode. Um, I don't think we do. But do you know the song, right? I don't think I do. It's very, like, snappy. It's like a, it's her... She's a small wonder. Wow, that really that really sent me, honey. <laughs> that really soothed me and relaxed me. Um, so in that time period, uh, you also had Alf, which we've referenced before, Alien, uh, living with a family, kept secret. Yes. Uh, also Out of This World, which people often confuse with Small Wonder because it is also about a girl, but it is an alien girl. Uh, that was 1987 to 1991. Mork and Mindy, of course, kind of started everybody off. I was older, though, right? Yeah, that was like 78 70s. to 82. I watched me a lot. Inexplicably, I watched a lot of Mork and Mindy. It was, I mean, it was on all the time. It was on like. Nick at Night all the time, but also it was great. Like, Robin Williams was fucking great. Another another secret alien. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, he came, the people who came over to Mork and Mindy's house and weren't like, did he just climb out of an egg? <laughs> Is that a is that a real person? And then of course, uh Quantum Leap, which isn't really related, but You was- just wanted to mention <laughs> it. Yeah, sure. 89 to 93, uh Secret Time Traveler. Okay, Secret Time Traveler. Okay, so it's like secret so just the idea sci-fi like, identity. Yeah, you have a secret person in your house that has some kind of power that most people don't know about. Okay. That was like a thing in that I time will period. grant the conceit that, that yes, there were <laughs> three makes a pattern, I would say. Uh, yeah, so this show lasted four seasons, which is kind of How do you crazy. get four seasons worth of like, I know. my batteries? <laughs> well, and, and this is this was kind of true of ALF, too. Like, so Vicky uh, is just one member of the family. A lot of episodes weren't even really about the fact that Vicky was a robot. A lot of them were like, oh, um, no, her, her human brother cheated on a test, and now we have to address it. <laughs> so it's got that young Sheldon problem, where it's like... We we watch again a show we've never seen. <laughs> we watch, but we watch shows on. We I mean we watch Survivor on the CBS network, and we will get served uh, young Sheldon papers. Yeah, uh, and, don't even include Sheldon. And it's just not even about Sheldon. It's like oh his dad's out there dating again, I guess. And it's like where's Sheldon? Yeah, I came for Sheldon. <laughs> I came here for Sheldon because it says his name right on the tin. Uh, so I'm going to get to teach you a lot about this show because you didn't watch it. Okay, fun. Uh, Vicky is, of course, an acronym for Voice Input Child Identikant. So it's V-I-C-I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vicky. It should be. <laughs> it was actually broadcast around the world, so maybe. Maybe in Italy. <laughs> um, Ten-year-old girl uh, was invented by her dad on the show, Ted Lawson, an engineer slash inventor for United Robotronics. Okay. Uh, he takes uh, his robot that he created home so it can mature within a family environment. That's interesting. I bet there's a lot of sort of intrigue there where it's like, 
you got to bring her back to the lab. She belongs to the government. Oh, yeah, like, no, there's definitely like a lot of competitors. There's an episode <laughs> where Russia creates their own robot. Okay. It's very much of the time. Um, she also has uh, powers like superhuman strength and speed. Like robots, current, like the current robots. You've she- seen the current sort of Boston... <laughs> Boston Dynamics, is that the name of the... All no. their new robots have super strength and speed. Okay. It's pretty great. Move stuff with their mind. Uh, and then, as Griffin mentioned, uh, there's a lot of features. Uh, she's got uh, an AC outlet under her right arm, a data port under her left arm, an access panel in the back. Um, but when the family is asked about her, they say that she is an orphan that they adopted. What else do you, what else do you need to know? It's, that's a thing that we're all doing all the time, just scooping up orphans off the streets. <laughs> Where'd she come from? Oh, we adopted her. No big deal. We haven't been talking yeah. about it for months. We wanted to surprise you. Why is there cappuccino coming out of her elbow? Um, It's an orphan thing. You would not get it. Um, Also, much like Alf. See, I wanted to blame she Small. She eats a cat. <laughs> In one episode. It, was. it is not addressed Very again. special episode. Uh, I, so I wanted to blame... Uh, Small Wonder for ripping off Alf, but Small Wonder, in fact, came out a year before Alf. Okay. Um, but the Lawson family uh, has a bunch of nosy neighbors, uh, so they have to kind of keep her her secret. Yeah. The neighbors are always like, oh, what's going on? In Alf, this was, of course, the Akmonics. Uh, in Small Wonder, it is the Brindles. But Alf didn't have a boy suit, did he? No. He did not have a. He did not have a boy. Ex- you know what I mean? Like no. you, you walk into Alf's house at the wrong time, and that's the ball game. At least Vici had, you know, girl girl skin that she she had stretched over her sort of cybernetic form. Yes, I'm just saying the stakes are quite are much lower for her. True, true. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like. Uh, if you found out a neighborhood family, their adopted daughter was actually a robot, like, what would you... I keep my fucking mouth shut. Like, what would you do, really? Because you don't know the story there, right? Like, if they've got a robot daughter, that's got to make you think that maybe at some point they had a flesh daughter, and uh, there's a story there that maybe you don't yeah, want to Yeah, right? Into. It's none of your business. And maybe an Alf, when they found Alf, they were he was replacing a boy that they somehow <laughs> lost whose name was Ralph. <laughs> and then it turns out reincarnation. Are you writing the reboot right now? Yes. It's called Ralph. <laughs> R-A-L-F. What does the R stand for? Really. <laughs> really alien life form. <laughs> yeah. Vicky can also uh, shrink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a robot. <laughs> she can channel electricity through her hands. Uh, and she can also, like, download information super fast. For example, there's an episode where she extends the gas mileage on cars. <laughs> Just all cars? Yeah. Jeez, thanks, Vicky. Yeah. She could be, if if Vicky hadn't been scrapped by DARPA, she would be out here, like, you know, figuring out climate change and everything. Damn it. Uh, the actress uh, Tiffany Brissett, who was um, cast as uh, Vicky, was also, like, a pageant person uh who had all these special talents but her whole job was to be appear robotic and speak in a robotic voice so it was Mm. it's very frustrating was one of her talents her as an actress was one of her talents charging appliances with the ac port under her left arm no it was more like horseback riding shrinking (laughs) um they so there here's the thing that happens with all child actors you know after four years like vicky vicky's grown up 
And yeah. how do they explain that? Big wonder. How do they explain that? Because it's a robot. Robots don't typically age. Uh, in the third season, they give Vicky an upgrade where they age her face, dress her in modern clothes, and allow her to eat and drink. <laughs> Dress her in modern clothes. Yeah, see, I couldn't, I, I didn't see any footage of this. In the first episode, she's wearing like a red and white dress with a little red bow in her hair, like very much like a like a doll. But, hey, you that's know. not fucking creepy <laughs> the most. That's not the most creepy. And she wore that every episode. Like that was her like robot uniform. Wow, guys, you're doing a great job fucking cloaking your replacement daughter, your cyber replacement daughter, dum-dums. In addition to the actress's special talents, uh, her daughter said that she did a <laughs> a good John Wayne. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you think did that ever come up in the show? No. Okay. No. Um, she never had like a you know like a blaster that came out of her hand, <laughs> and she did the whole. Uh, you, are you lucky? Are you lucky today? Hey, man, are you lucky today? I think you're thinking of Clint Eastwood. Who did I say? Clint Eastwood, yeah, that's a different guy. Yeah, that's a different guy. No, no, sorry. Clint Eastwood had Do You Feel Lucky Punk. John Wayne had (laughs) Hey Man. (laughs) Do you feel lucky today? Hey Man, are you a lucky man today? Um, Let's find out with with my bullet gun. (laughs) I don't have a whole lot more to say, but I wanted to talk about some themes. Um, A lot of child services themes. So as I mentioned, right, like the stakes with the neighbors, not super high. So they would often bring in child services specifically like every season of like oh well why isn't she in school you have to hire a tutor or like oh it's her birthday are you not doing anything to celebrate her birthday so there was a lot of that of like oh no they're here let's make her seem like a real girl okay um there was also a lot of typical 80s things like somebody like oh no vicky's gonna try drugs Oh, really? How would that even, (laughs) what would that do to her? I don't know. There was an episode about smoking. There was an episode about drugs. Wouldn't do anything to her. Wouldn't do anything to her. She's made of metal. Well. Smoking might like get in her like her ventilators or whatever. Vaping vaping would destroy Vichy. Would absolutely, the the little metal flecks in there (laughs) would absolutely shred her bionics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Imagine it's equivalent to like when your car catches on fire, right? Like she could maybe explode. That's the thing they never really talk about in that show either is that at any moment, <laughs> some malfunction could cause her to absolutely detonate. And I remember. The whole house. So I remember there being tons of episodes of like, oh no, Vicky's going to get wet. Yeah. But the only one I could find was season three, episode two, Vicky jumps in a pool to save the neighbor. How'd you Google this? Uh, episode I mean, it- of Little Wonder where girl. <laughs> Gets wet and explodes. There's an episode guy. Okay. And I just read the synopsis of every episode like you do. I think a better show would have been if they did not reveal to the household viewer that she was a robot until maybe like the series finale. And you're like, what's the deal with this weird girl? I'm saying in Growing Pains when Leonardo DiCaprio just like joins the squad for some reason, if at the last episode... You know, uh, a car is about to hit one of them, and he like stops it with his body. Oh, by the way, and like his, it destroys his hand, but it's just like the cyber frame is underneath it, and you're like, oh shit, this makes sense. A lot of stuff makes sense now. Well, no, small wonder episode one. You know, they pretty much reveal that she's a robot. Right away, robot. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed the show. I think there, this was the time period, like I mentioned, Out of This World, also like Punky Brewster. There were a lot of like shows. Not with, an alien though, right? No, but a lot of Cheryl's, a lot of shows with girls. Cheryl. We call them Cheryl. <laughs> a lot of Cheryl shows. Uh, and that was, that was cool to see like as a, as a, as a little girl, like, oh, hey, look, there's somebody, you know, like me. And they get their own what television show. I mean, no, not at all. But it, but it was a small person that that w- kind of looked like me. Yeah, and it was cool to see that. Yeah. Well, you, you, I, you did. There was that one time. It was actually our wedding night when you were like, "Let me slip into something a little more comfortable," and you took off your face, <laughs> and then you had sort of like a Terminator. And then I put on my romance face. You put on your yeah. <laughs> it was really nice. Hey, can I uh, tell you all about the Max Fun Drive? Yes. I was about to steal you away. I guess I still can. Come with me. So uh, Max Fun Drive's going on right now, and it's uh, just going on for a few more days because this is the second and last week of the 2022 Max Fun Drive. Let's talk about some of those gifties. Yeah. $5 a month, you get bonus content for yeah. all the shows on the network for the whole fullness of time since we've been doing the max Fun yeah Drive. i would encourage those of you who think it's just like bonus episodes there's also some video content there's on there videos yeah. there's uh gosh i mean for just our stuff we're releasing i believe the uh like custom ship worksheet stuff that i made for ether c this yeah. season like there's there's it's a it's a bevy of multimedia content. I'm in the middle of listening to the episode where you and your brothers are putting together a hot new television property to pitch to your agent. Yeah, that that one is it's a, that's a still evolving story. Yeah, that's, I don't know that I've talked to you about sort of the recent developments. No, I mean you told me that there was actual interest, um, but I have not heard. No spoilies. Since then. No spoilies. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of great stuff. Uh, a lot of people we hear sometimes from, from folks who are like, Hey, sorry, I can only do the bottom level, uh, to, to, to support us in a material way like that. Uh, it, it means the absolute world and, uh, it's, you know, that support is really the, the most important thing. Uh, if you do want to, you know, up it a little bit more, uh, or if you already have a membership and you want to boost it up to the next level at $10 a month, uh, you get the bonus content, you get a max fund membership card, but you also get to choose a patch uh, modeled after each of the shows on the Maximum Fund Network. Yeah, I'm looking at these patches right now. You know, you'd think we would be like, you have to get the wonderful patch. I, I am all for you getting the patch that oh, you yeah. love the most. Express yourself. And there's a lot of really good ones on here. Yeah. Uh, $20 a month, you get all the stuff in the previous levels, and then you can choose between a uh, Max Fun Rocket logo hat, which is very sleek and stylish, or a creativity kit that comes with a bunch of sort of arts and crafts supplies and a deck of cards that provides sort of creative springboards for different projects yeah maybe you're not a hat person yeah you know like for a long time i thought i wasn't a hat person but it's just because i've got a big head did i leave my new hat on the airplane did it end up in your purse i'm just now thinking about it i took it off to entertain the baby on the airplane now i am terrified that i did not get my hat off the plane i don't know it was my new special hat we i mean we can get another one not like this (laughs) um there's there's other levels but Really, you know, just go to maximumfund.org slash join and check out the levels and see what you can uh, see what you, you know, what makes sense for your budget and, you know, think about helping us out. I will I will say that uh, it has been slow this year, which makes sense. We are in the middle of a, uh, you know, 
ongoing pandemic and we're always in the once, middle of it <laughs> once in a generation sort of uh, yeah. uh, uh inflation situation get it totally uh but i will also say that this past year has been uh challenging and stressful for us with a newborn and trying to navigate the waters of having a newborn yeah. in the midst of a pandemic and trying and, to make any kind of future plans to, to come yeah, out and see you all has been difficult that is a, another major thing we've had uh child care that has fallen through a lot daycares have closed and nannies have uh you know left or gotten sick or you yeah. know any any number of things have happened and it is only because of the support that we have received from you all that we have been able to mostly stay on schedule and not make ourselves completely fucking miserable while doing yeah. so. Uh that is that is one to one. When you when you when you give to the Max Fund Network, that is I am describing to you what happens with that with that money. Uh yeah. it lets us make the stuff you like without uh making us miserable in the process. So, uh maximumfund.org slash join. Just a few days left. We're not gonna be talking about this anymore after this week. So I mean until next year. Uh, so so please think about going there. Um, and do it do it right out. now. Yeah, while you're thinking about it. Uh, it's it's very quick and easy. It doesn't take very long at all. And then you can feel good every time you listen to the show because you you are helping to put good stuff out in into the world. Thanks. At least I think our show is good. Thanks, stuff. Steve. Thanks, and... Steve and Jeremy and Melissa uh-huh. and, and Julie and uh, Jasmine uh-huh. and uh, Bertrand, Sue. Hey, do you want to know my thing? Yes. Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, I was going to talk about a game, and then I realized that I should just talk about the person who makes uh, this game, because he has a career that is truly buck wild. His name is Zach Gage, uh, and he is a sort of conceptual artist and game developer who is, in in my humble opinion, one of the most sort of like consistently like brilliant game designers currently yeah. in the biz. Uh, and if you play a lot of mobile games, but you don't recognize his name immediately, uh, I can pretty much guarantee you've played one of his 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 mobile titles. Uh, his biggest ones are Spell Tower, which came out 11 years ago. More recently, uh, he's released Flip Flop Solitaire and Really Bad Chess. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about his catalog and what I really like about it in a second. But his history and the route that he took to game development is really fascinating to me. Uh, he was like real as a kid. He was really into like these nascent programming languages, like Apple Coco, which was like a super rudimentary programming language uh, that you could use to make like super simple games. Um, so he like learned all these programming languages and went to college for a computer science degree. But he got bored with it and got into photography. So he like pursued an art degree instead. Uh, and then he followed that up with uh, getting an MFA at the Parsons School of Design. And I actually first heard about Zach Gage because of a piece that he included in his like thesis show uh, that that he did for his MFA program, where he made like a, a bunch of different you know art art projects. And one of them was uh, a game that was called Lose Lose. And it was sort of a retro space shooter looking thing where you had like a little ship that you could shoot lasers out of while other alien ships came at you from the top of the screen, right? But every time that you destroyed an enemy ship, it would delete a random file off of your computer. Oh, God. <laughs> and if, uh, if you get destroyed, if your ship touches an enemy ship, uh, the game deletes itself. 
off off the computer. Uh, and you could really fuck up your computer, right? Like if you d- delete like registry files off of your off of your computer, like it will become inoperable. And it carried like numerous warnings, sort of stating that. Uh, but it made like headlines, right? Because it's such a bonkers idea. Yeah. Uh, I remember writing, I think, for Joystick about how like all of these different um. Like antivirus software companies like had to list it as malware because like you oh, could download the game yeah. and like really mess up your stuff. But what was really interesting about the game is that it never provides like um like instructions or directions telling you to destroy the enemy ships. It just puts you into what oh, seems like a pretty familiar looking thing, and like yeah. if you press the button, it shoots a laser, but it doesn't say like hey destroy all this stuff. So like the it's kind of like got a lot to say about like the it's called lose lose a game about consequences and so it, it's all about yeah. like real life consequences for the the actions that you somewhat arbitrarily choose that you were kind of programmed to choose because of how you have like played similar games in the past uh and i think objectively speaking that's really cool and very fascinating and it absolutely makes yeah, sense like why that was that's really clever uh a, a, a big thing that kind of helped him become a, a a name um and then like he started to just like release some real jams in 2011 like i said he released spell tower on ios which was kind of a you played a lot of this game and yeah. I, uh, I was trying to think of a good way to describe it it's like a word search kinda where you have like a big stack of letters uh and you can like sort of connect the letters to spell words and you yeah. can make it go sideways and backwards and diagonal in all directions but you're and, trying to like get all the you're blocks. trying to clear the tiles yeah. off of this tower and like if the word is a certain length it'll like explode the letters near it and if you use like q or x or z it would like have some sort of special effect where it would clear it but it's basically like trying to clear out this whole tower which means you have to be kind of thoughtful as you near the end that you are leaving yourself enough letter to make enough words yeah but it's set up kind of like Tetris like sure. it's got like a real like simple interface where you're just kind of like you're you're playing it like an arcade game but there's actually letters inside the blocks and like a lot of Zach Gage games like it had like a, a really compelling like leaderboard sort of thing going for it and so if your other friends were playing it it became very easy to kind of like track and compete with them in, in this game that Zach Cage actually did a, a a few interviews when this game like became really popular because it did where he was talking about like he doesn't he didn't really like word games really like Scrabble or Words oh, of really? Friends or anything like that so but he like was fascinated by them and so he made this game to help like understand why people like games like this huh. and in doing so made like one of the best ones of them that yeah. I think even still has, I has to come say, out. Like his games scratch such an itch for people yes. that like board games that I just assumed like he was like a real like a like a Will Will Shores. He he he's gone on to like collaborate with uh, other developers and like make uh, other stuff after uh, Spell Tower came out in 2011. He helped uh, finish up this game called Ridiculous Fishing by a studio called Vlambeer, which made a bunch of like big iOS games. And this game, Ridiculous Fishing, was in like development hell. And while they were like struggling to finish it, it got basically cloned by another developer. Uh, there was this whole like speech they gave at GDC about like how shitty that that felt. But anyway, Zach Gage was one of the people to help sort of finish development on that. But like the thing that I always found interesting about Zach Gage is how he would go on to sort of um, iterate on classic sort of games just adding the simplest little tweaks and refinements 
to make them like really, really clever and and super slick. Uh, in 2015, he released a game called Sage Solitaire, which I don't know if you ever played, but no. it, it kind of combined the rules of solitaire and poker, where you had like stacks of cards and you would take the top cards off each stack to create poker hands and you would get points for like the better poker hands that you could get. It was a very simple game, but also like one that you could just like pick up while you were waiting in line for something and it would just like carry you through and you would just completely lose track of time. Um, in 2016, he released Really Bad Chess, which I have a very soft spot in my heart for. And literally the premise of Really Bad Chess is it's chess, but all of the pieces are kind of randomized. They start on the two back ranks, like in normal chess, but you could have like three knights in the front front row and then a couple of queens and then maybe a pawn and then like four rooks in the back row. But you have the same pieces as the other player does. So like all chess strategy goes out the window and it's just a question of like improvising with this really bad chess board that you are yeah. uh, given. And it was hysterical, but also like... I don't know. Ch- chess gets kind of like formulaic inherently in that there are like, here are the best openings and you got to do those if you want to have the best chance at whatever. But playing a game where it's like, okay, you have nothing but bishops. It's like, okay, this is, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is now we're in uh, untread territory. Um, he made flip-flop solitaire, which was just solitaire, except that cards could uh, stack in ascending or descending order. Uh, oh. and uh, they could be the same uh, suit. Like, sometimes you could play, like, a one-suit game, and so, like, you didn't have to worry about putting red cards on black cards, oh. et cetera. And so, like, it was just solitaire, but with these, like, small tweaks, it made it so that you could pretty much clear it every time. Uh, so then it was, like, a timed thing, or, yeah. like, there were all kinds of different modes. Uh, there was Pocket Run Pool, which was just, like, a top-down pool game that they've made a million of at this point. But it had all these clever mechanics about, like, targeting uh, specific pockets with each shot. And you could get multipliers that would, like, times the number on the ball. And so you had to, like, figure out the best way to route it so that you could get the most points. And uh, there was my favorite game that he has made. is called Good Sudoku. It's literally just Sudoku. I think I've talked about it on this show before because it came out in 2019, I think. It's just Sudoku, but it provides like tips and lessons and all of these like uh, quality of life shortcuts that make it possible to tackle like really hard Sudoku problems. Yeah, that's so clever. And that's all it is, right? It's literally just Sudoku that is kind to the player yeah. and like once once the player to like get invested and it taught me about the beauty of sudoku in a way that like i never would have done if it was yeah, just like me in a book that like didn't tell me how to do this shit yeah uh and his most recent game that i just hooked up rachel on i think it just came out last week is called not words with a k uh and it's just like a super dense very small crossword puzzle uh, and when I say dense, I mean like all the words are kind of stacked up. So you have to f- like form the words so that they make words both vertically and horizontally. And uh, just like there, it, it would be impossible if it weren't for the fact that there was also like some Sudoku style uh, like segments of the puzzle that tell yeah. you the letters that go in those segments. So you kind of have to piece it together both ways. And it's really hard, but also I cannot, 
I cannot put it down. Yeah. Yeah. So so the idea is that like there's different sections of the board and they give you the potential letters for that sections. And so you have to kind of build out like, okay, well, there's only two letters that could go here. So right. what two letters would work? And then that helps you figure out the next section. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's really fun. It's really fun and it's super compelling. And it, it represents... Uh, my favorite thing in 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 games which is like taking this like super familiar thing and figuring out how to make it either like new and fresh or at the very least like approachable to people who who have never really gotten into the thing before like good sudoku like i love sudoku now and i didn't before yeah. because there wasn't like a well packaged sort of you know, user-friendly Sudoku experience. Yeah. And that is like the exact type of thing that that he is he is able to make. Like, how do you... It's, it's obviously like sort of the most um, em embellished and most preposterous of his games, but really bad chess is like, you can't iterate on chess because it's chess. Like, it's chess. It's been chess for the last thousand years or whatever. Uh, but he just by saying like, well, what if all the pieces were randomized and it was uh, inherently kind of stupid? Like that's fun and that's really clever yeah. and that is like the exact type of thing that I like in in games. Um, and so yeah, I wanted to talk about Zach Gage because his games are like consistently good. Like anytime I hear about oh, I don't play a lot of iOS games anymore because I think that the 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 market got like crazy oversaturated with garbage. Uh, well, and everything is like pay sure focused. yeah i like i i've enjoyed apple arcade which is the new sort of like subscribe i say new i think it came out like three years ago it's a subscription-based thing where the games are not like filled with in-app purchases and and all this stuff and so like if a good game hits that like i'll i will dip into it but if i hear there's a new zach gauge game out like i run not walk to to <laughs> yeah. go and download it because uh it's it's just always gonna always gonna hit the spot you know uh, so yeah, if you've never played any of his games, I, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend good Sudoku to everyone. I think it's so good and we'll, we'll teach you. It is, it is educational almost more than anything else in that it, it shows you why this game is, is really, really good in a way that, uh, maybe has never been, never been revealed to you. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give the last sort of impassioned plea here for the Max Fun Drive? Our last one for Wonderful for this year, so no pressure. Yeah, I mean, something I say every year, and, and I believe your brother Justin has said too, is that like, you know, we make a lot of impulse purchases and put money towards things that, that aren't lasting and that don't necessarily matter to us past the day that we consume them. But I think this is a real opportunity to... Give to something that is important to you and that you feel like you will continue to use and has made a real difference. And and so we we like to give that opportunity and say, hey, you know, we're we're gonna do this, you know, and and we want it to be important to you. And if it is, it would be great if you could give to it. Yeah. It's it's maximumfund.org slash join. Uh, please think about joining. We we could we could use the help. Honestly, we have a goal uh, to hit twenty thousand new and upgrading members that we are well shy of. Yeah. Uh, which again, we you know those those goals we try to be ambitious with. Uh, and last year was the first year that we've ever uh, missed missed that goal. And 
Uh, if we don't get a sort of groundswell, I would say uh, in the next few days, it, it it may happen again this year. Yeah, um, and if and if you're not able to give at this time, we totally understand. Uh, we appreciate that it is not an easy time for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, but if if that's the case, we encourage you to at least share share the Max Fun Drive with somebody who you think might be interested. Yeah, with like a rich uncle. Yeah. Go to your uh, wrench, wrench uncle. Your not your wrench uncle, the one who works at the <laughs> auto body shop, and both of his arms are just big wrenches. Uh, I mean, your rich, your rich uncle who owns the auto body shop. These both sound like eighties television shows. Wrench uncle sounds like an eighties television show. <laughs> I like All it. right, yeah, we could we could make something uh-huh. happen there. Maximumfun.org slash join. Thank you all so much. Thanks to the Maximum Fun Network. Thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song. Money won't pay. Find a link to that in the episode description. And um, just keep it, please keep it, go, keep it moving, you know? Yeah. Keep that, keep those gears a turn. We're both, we both have our heads cocked at like a, <laughs> I would say an 80 degree angle looking at each other for no, is it just because the microphones got in the way? Sometimes I like to sort of rest my big head on my shoulder. Yeah. All of our, <laughs> our, our children do that a lot too. Sometimes Henry's ear will just be bright red. I'll be like, what's going on? And then I'll realize he was just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of taking a breather of holding, <laughs> holding the, the tremendous weight that we have sort of bestowed upon him. I got to see your dad's hat collection, by the way. And I, and more than the sheer volume of hats, <laughs> I was impressed by the fact that he had that many hats that fit him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sheer volume of the hats, but also the sheer volume of each hat is, is truly tremendous. You could, you could mix salad in our you hats. You could make a soup <laughs> in, a, in a McElroy hat. Let's leave them with that Let's mental image. That. Goodbye. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.